Coming up next, please stay tuned for It Is Written, presented by Pastor John Bradshaw. This is It Is Written. I'm John Bradshaw. Thanks for joining me today. God managed to make a masterpiece when in the Garden of Eden, he got down close to the ground, took some soil, formed it into the shape of a man, and then did something very intimate when he breathed into the nostrils of that as yet inanimate man, the breath of life. Adam came to life and God had produced this beautiful, incredible thing called the human being. And within the head of every last one of us, there's an organ that's vital to our lives and our spiritual lives. God gave every one of us a nerve center. We call it the brain. Here to discuss the brain with me and the role and the way you can experience better brain health is Dr. Neil Nedley, who's the president of Nedley Health Solutions. Dr. Nedley, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Good to be here. As we talk about the brain, there are certain things that many people are surprised to learn can be done to improve the function of a person's brain. Yes. One of them is nutrition. That's right. How significant is nutrition when it comes to brain function? And the reason I ask this is not merely because I'd like my brain to fire on all cylinders, yes. but as it does, I can have a better relationship with God. Absolutely. How significant is nutrition to that whole process? It's very significant. I mean, we talk about 10 major factors that affect the brain, nutrition, is one of those 10, and it's certainly uh, probably in rank order, number two or three out of those 10 as far as level of importance is concerned. When we talk about nutrition, mm-hmm. what you eat, so what you eat affects brain function. Absolutely. Why is that? I, I know why it affects heart function. You eat a bunch of fat, it ends up clogging up the inside of your arteries, and ultimately there's a heart attack occurs. Yes. What happens with brain function? Well, we also have a circulation to the brain itself. So a lot of the things that adversely affect the heart also adversely affect the brain. But in addition to that, what we eat does get turned into neurotransmitters. It gets turned into neurons. It gets turned into the cells that actually supply the structural support of the brain. And it's crucially important for clear thought processes to be on a good diet. I bet a lot of people just don't know that what you eat gets turned into various things. Can you describe that process? How does that happen? I mean, this really is, you are what you eat. Yes. So, so how does, I, I sit down and I eat a, uh, a tomato sandwich, mm-hmm. and my tomato sandwich gets turned into neurotransmitters and neurons. Mm-hmm. How? How does that happen? Well, tomatoes are a good source of what we call tyrosine. Tyrosine in a tomato, because tomatoes have carbs in them as well, will actually get into the brain, and then once tyrosine gets into the brain, we can make dopamine out of it, and no epinephrine out of it. And those are important for focus, for memory, and for pleasure, and to be able to even have a love of learning, we need to have those chemicals. What's a neurotransmitter? That's the form of communication between one neuron and another. What's a neuron? A neuron is what sends an electrical signal in our brain. 
Our brain is really an electrical center of the whole entire body. And in order for the brain to communicate with itself from one area to another, we need to have neurotransmitters. Okay. And uh, that's the vital role. There's actually a hundred trillion connections in our brain, and those connections would be meaningless unless there were neurotransmitters to help with that communication. Omega-3s. Yes. What are these things? Where can I get them? And how do they help me when I get them? Omega-3s are essential fats. Human beings, and actually most of the animals as well, including fish, have no ability to make omega-3s from anything else in our body. We have to get it in our diet. Good cholesterol is manufactured by our liver, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. But this omega-3 that we have to have isn't manufactured by it's anything. It's not manufactured. We've, we, got to, we've got to eat or drink it. We've got to eat or drink it, correct. Okay. So where yes. do I get some? Most people get their omega-3 from is from fish. Okay. The reason why is the plants of the waters tend to have quite a bit of omega-3. Fish don't make it themselves particularly the cold water ocean plants are quite high in omega-3. The fish get it from there, and then we can get it from the fish. Wouldn't we be better served just getting it from the plants? Absolutely. Oh, you agree with that? Yes, okay. absolutely. You know, 100 years ago, I think fish was a great way to get your omega-3 because the waters were kind of pure and non-toxic. But our waters have become quite toxic and there are heavy metals in them and all sorts of things. And mercury is now in every fish anywhere. And mercury actually inhibits our brain function. It's going to cause irritability and it can cause depression and it can cause the mood to go down and it can also actually lower your IQ permanently. Mm. So we want to stay away from mercury and uh, that's why we really need to change the way we're getting our omega-3 these days. Whatever is in a toxic parts per million, for instance, in the ocean or in the river is going to be a concentrated a thousand to a million fold in the fat of fish. So even though it's a small amount in the oceans, ramp it up by a million and that's how much you're getting from the fat of fish that you're consuming. That's a significant amount. It's the most toxic food supply in America today is, is fish. Well, where then? Where would I get it if I'm not going into the fish itself? Well, there are plant um, sources of omega-3. Fortunately, land plants as well as sea plants. Okay. So there's something I can buy at the supermarket? Yeah. Uh, you know, spinach, for instance, oh, okay. is, uh, is very high in omega-3 uh, fats. Um, whole wheat, uh, wheat germ, is a good source of omega-3. Edamame, which is green soybean. They're good. Uh, they're very high in omega-3. I understand walnuts. Walnuts are a good source, and there are two sources that are higher. In fact, these sources are higher than any fish on the planet, and that's chia seeds and flax seeds, mm. uh, extremely high sources of omega-3. There are some fats that aren't helpful. In a moment, we'll exactly. discuss this. This is interesting. It's, in it's, it's more than interesting. It's vital because what becomes apparent and obvious is that you can eat your way to good brain health, clearly then you can eat your way to poor brain health. And if we're going to have a relationship with God that stands the test of time, we want good brain health. We'll be back with more in just a moment. We know the Bible is a book that teaches us to live in harmony with God and in ways that demonstrate His love to those around us. 
God knows what's best for us spiritually. But does He also know what's best for us physically? If you'd like to know what the Bible says about how to live the longest, healthiest life possible, let me send you our free booklet, Living Life to the Fullest. All you need to do is call 800-253-3000 and ask for your copy of Living Life to the Fullest. If the line's busy, please do try again. You can write to us at It Is Written, P.O. Box 6, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37401. We'll mail a free copy to you in North America. Again, that toll-free number is 800-253-3000. You'll find us online at itiswritten.com. This is It Is Written. I'm John Bradshaw, joined today by Dr. Neil Nedley, the president of Nedley Health Solutions. God made us, the Bible says, fearfully and wonderfully. And in all of us, He placed a brain. And uh, clearly, we want that brain to be functioning as as well as possible if we want to have a great relationship with God. Dr. Nedley, a moment ago, we were talking about a good fat, an mm-hmm. essential fat for brain health, mm-hmm. omega-3s. Mm-hmm. But are there bad fats, fats that you want to avoid if you want to have good brain health? Yes, arachidonic acid is one fat that I would avoid. What, pray tell, is arachidonic acid? Arachidonic acid is a 20-carbon molecule that's present in particularly animal fat. It's going to be in flesh foods that actually causes inflammation in the body. As it's metabolized, you will get some very pro-inflammatory molecules coming out of arachidonic acid. And that adversely affects brain health. It adversely affects it to the degree where a recent study out of Phoenix, Arizona, they took people who were um, you know, regular American diet um, carnivores, we might call them omnivores, and they had them stay on their same diet, or they changed them to a plant-based diet with fish only to get the omega-3, see the EPA and the DHA that's present in fish. And then the other diet was no Um, exogenous form of fish omega-3. So in other words, they were totally plant-based, except they could have dairy, uh, but no eggs because eggs have arachidonic acid and dairy is is low in it. And uh, they were going to see which is better for us to get more omega-3 and some arachidonic acid or no omega-3 from fish and then have no arachidonic acid. And so in two weeks, They measured their anxiety stress scale and they measured their mood states. There was a number of different tests they took before and after. And the only group that had statistically significant, in fact, dramatic improvement in their mental health was the group that had no arachidonic acid. It was the plant-based group. And that surprised them. They thought the omega-3 might have helped to counterbalance the arachidonic acid. And omega-3 helps. But if we can get omega-3 without arachidonic acid, we're in far better shape, even though we might get less omega-3. Do you get it in fish? You do. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why even the the no-meat fish diet people did not do statistically better than even the meat diet because they were getting all the arachidonic acid from fish. Can we go to the Bible and find an example of somebody who made a dietary change and experienced an enhancing of their mental health. Where is that in the Word of God? Well, the book of Daniel. 
In fact, uh, the Journal of the American Medical Association recently stated that the first prospective epidemiological study ever recorded in human history is from the book of Daniel. The, they, they and and that, that. that's seen as the gold standard study. So a prospective epidemiological study is when you make a, a change in a group and then you compare them with another group who does not make the change. Right. That's the story in Daniel chapter 1. That's right. And okay. it was actually proposed, that experiment was proposed by Daniel himself because he was getting pushback from his, um, the ones in charge of him in changing his diet. Perhaps it's worth, it's worth going to that story. Yeah. Uh, Daniel chapter 1. And the Bible says in Daniel 1, 5, the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them for three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. However, verse 8, what mm -hmm. a verse. Mm -hmm. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. The king ate much like people eat today. Exactly. Average American diet. Yeah. If yeah. the Bible says that for Daniel to eat that, he would have been defiling himself. Yes. What is so defiling about the standard American diet? Well, we just mentioned it. Arachidonic acid and also cholesterol, saturated fat. It's not good for our heart. It's not good for our blood vessels. Not good for our brains. I want to challenge you, doctor. All right. Everything in moderation. <laughs> okay. Have, have your patients ever told you that? Everything in moderation, doctor? Oh, I yes. thought everything more in moderation. Than, more than just patients. I remember I was on a television program, on a news program with a cardiologist who uh, was uh, telling the news program as we were being interviewed, well, I believe in everything in moderation. There was a new stent that was coming out, and they were interviewing us about this. And I didn't argue with them on the set, but as soon as the set turned off, I said, you know, doctor, do you really believe in being a moderate cigarette smoker? There you go. And he says, well, no, I, I didn't really mean that. And I said, well, you said moderation in all things. Yeah. And the problem is when we're moderate in things that are unhealthy, uh, it not only is bad because it's unhealthy, but it actually undermines our ability to enjoy a lifestyle that is free from that agent. Mm -hmm. And so we actually get far better compliance. You know, this is the amazing thing. A lot of people say, well, you know, you don't want to put them just totally plant-based because, you know, it's really hard to do. Did you know it's actually much harder to limit your meat intake to three ounces a day, as some people state, than to just not eat it at all? If it is going to be unhealthy for you, just make the choice not to eat it. And what studies show is you have more variety and more taste in your diet, more enjoyment than if you would just try to limit yourself in portions of food that is not so healthy for you. How is it that you can read the data and it seems so very clear uh -huh. and somebody else can read presumably the same data uh -huh. or perhaps there are other studies and say, a little really isn't going to hurt you. Can you help me understand that attitude so that we may, may be able to even combat it somehow? Well, it is true that less of bad things are better. Sure. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll certainly go along with that. But in reality, the best program is actually higher compliance. Mm -hmm. That's what the other group doesn't understand. They think we're going to decrease our compliance if we tell them to give up some um, thing in their diet that they might have a loving relationship with and say, well, no, don't do that. We're not going to get as much compliance. Let's allow it for a little bit. But in reality, because these foods tend to be addictive in nature, 
we might limit it for a short time, but then we're struggling and we're back to where we were again. Mm. And so what studies are showing is compliance, the ability for the patient or the person to completely comply with an ideal lifestyle is actually much higher than if we try to just limit the bad. Hmm. It seems to me that if you want to boost your brain and therefore your relationship with God, it's virtually a matter of life and death. And when there's a slight change you can make, I just wonder, surely it's worth making that change. Yeah, Daniel did it. He, he didn't suffer from it. In just a moment, I want to ask you, we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit and see if there are some modern examples of the Daniel phenomenon. We'll be right back with more Boosting Your Brain here at It Is Written, back in just a moment. Every Word is a one-minute Bible-based daily devotional presented by Pastor John Bradshaw and designed especially for busy people like you. Look for Every Word on selected networks or watch it online every day on our website, itiswritten.com. There's a remarkable account in the Gospel of Mark that demonstrates that Jesus is able to satisfy the longing of the human heart. In this account, a woman who'd been battling a troubling illness for 12 years rested all of her hopes on Jesus. She'd tried doctors and one would presume everything else she knew. Now she came to the point where she looked to Christ. She said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. It's Mark 5.28. And she was. The moment she acted on her faith and touched Jesus' clothing, just his clothing, she was made completely well. Anyone can find the answer to the longing of their heart in Jesus. If you're looking for healing or hope, help or heaven itself, you'll find it in Jesus who came into the world so that we could have more abundant life. Lean on Him today. I'm John Bradshaw for It Is Written. Let's live today by every word. Planning for your financial future is a vital aspect of Christian stewardship. For this reason, It Is Written is pleased to offer free planned giving and estate services. For information on how we can help you, please call 800-992-2219. Call today or visit our special website, www.hislegacy.com. This is It Is Written. Thank you for joining me today. Boosting your brain. What can you do to get peak performance from your gray matter? And how does that affect your relationship with God. Dr. Neil Nedley is my guest today. A moment ago, we talked about Daniel in the Bible. He made a choice, a dietary choice, that was seen very clearly to have tremendous benefits. Now, that was then. Mm -hmm. What have you seen now? Oh, amazing stories as a result of a change in diet. Share something with you me. You know, I remember the, the first time when I was researching diet and mental health, uh, there was a patient um, who I was asked, asked to consult on in the behavioral medicine unit for nutritional reasons. The other doctors were realizing I was learning a lot about nutrition and mental health, so the psychiatrist would consult me a lot in regards to nutrition. And this lady, the reason why she sticks out is she was a charge nurse that I worked with on the oncology floor, a very good nurse. And uh, she had become anorexic. Mm. In fact, I noticed her losing weight prior to that, and then I didn't see her for a while. And then I realized she had gotten so severely depressed and anorexic. Um, she was admitted to the hospital ward and had an NG tube down to actually feed her into her stomach. We changed her diet, and in two weeks, her depression was gone and her anorexia was gone. 
And it was pretty dramatic. And that was the only thing we changed in her. Just um, to diet. Just the diet. And uh, she did well. Um, six months later, um, she was working, doing very well. And she thought, you know what, let me just go back. Now that I'm doing so well, let me just go back to the other way I was eating. And so she went back, and within three weeks, she was severely depressed and anorexic again. Now, at that point, she was educated, so she didn't have to be readmitted to the hospital. She thought, all right, I know what I've done. I changed my diet. I should not have done it. Let's go back onto the diet that Dr. Nedley gave me. And within a couple of weeks, uh, it took two weeks again, uh, she was back mentally healthy again. Mm. And that was the, uh, that's when I realized, hey, this is very dramatic stuff. And of course, now we utilize nu a nutritional approach in virtually all of our patients um, that have a mental health issue and can see some significant benefit. Uh, in fact, the, even the medical literature is describing it as drug-like benefits without any of the side effects just by changing the diet. Had a fellow share his story with me recently. He was a great big guy. Um, his diabetes doctor told him he was going to have to go on insulin. Uh, he had all kinds of problems. This is really a diabetes story, I suppose. Uh, but at the end of the day, he said, no, no, no. Doctor, let me take another approach. The doctor said, it's your health. Mm -hmm. He said, give me a month. Mm -hmm. And he researched, got into a program just like what you, well, not a program. Mm -hmm. He implemented lifestyle changes, the same as what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And what's significant is he said food started tasting better, mm -hmm. lost a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. no longer diabetic, and mm -hmm. he said he'd never been happier. His mental health was, was the best it had ever been. Yes. Diet, diet and lifestyle change. Interestingly, a diabetic diet normally is the best diet for mental health as well. Interesting. Uh, there's interesting. reasons for that, yeah. Obesity is a big problem confronting our nation, confronting the Western world. Mm -hmm. Is there a link between obesity and mental health? There is. There's a link a couple of different ways. Uh, one is if you are obese, chances are you have what's called metabolic syndrome. The way of knowing that is check your blood sugar one hour after you eat. If it's more than 140, metabolic syndrome. You're going to have fatigue. You're going to be sluggish. Your mental acuity is not going to be as sharp. And uh, just getting on a weight loss diet, even though you're not down to ideal weight, but just losing the first five pounds of that will actually improve the metabolic syndrome, keep the post-meal blood sugars less than 140, and actually you will have a far better mood. I think that's what was happening with the example that you gave, uh, with, with the diabetes example. Mm. And so reversing that obesity trend can be helpful. The other issue in regards to obesity and mental health is many people with depression actually try to make themselves feel better by eating uh, high sugary foods yeah. and high fat foods. And that'll give, you, that'll give you a high for a while, won't it? And that's right. The actual uh, sugar can transiently improve serotonin levels, causes a nadir afterwards. And so they always feel like they have to snack on something and they're always taking out. In fact, I have a lot of patients that have come to me that tell me about the chocolate they carry around in their purses and they have to have this much every 20 minutes or they're going to crash. Mm. Uh, that's how bad it can be. Uh, but in reality, that can all be um, reversed if we take care of the real underlying problems. And then there's not the need for this chocolate and these dopamine rushes by consuming uh, the super sweet foods that our society has to offer. Someone's watching and they're saying, yeah, that's good, but I can never do that. I don't have the willpower. I can't make that change. I'll never eat sea plants because they'll never taste good to my taste buds. I think we might want to 
um, come to the conclusion of this by pointing people to the fact that there is power in the Word of God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The God who made you has the power to keep you, to improve you, That's to right. change you. There's power in the Word of God, isn't there? Yes. Yes. Now unto him, Jude verse 24, who is able to keep you from falling. Yes. How about that person who can't live without chicken nuggets or whatever the case might be? And you've told me there's more cholesterol in chicken than beef. That's right. And that's a shocking statement for some people. Yes. So you can't get by without your fix of whatever it is. Could be beer, could be marijuana, could be chocolate. But listen to this, would you please? There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer or allow you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There is no challenge, no struggle too big and bad that God can't get you through it. So if you wanted to boost your brain and fire on all cylinders and get everything working right and the neurotransmitters and the neurons and these other things <laughs> working just like they should, you can because you know who's on your side? God is on your side. And remember what the Bible promises. God's strength is made perfect in weakness. So if you are weak, God can deliver you. He will unite his strength to your weakness and you'll be a new person. We know the Bible as a book that teaches us to live in harmony with God and in ways that demonstrate his love to those around us. God knows what's best for us spiritually. But does he also know what's best for us physically? If you'd like to know what the Bible says about how to live the longest, healthiest life possible, let me send you our free booklet, Living Life to the Fullest. All you need to do is call 800-253-3000 and ask for your copy of Living Life to the Fullest. If the line's busy, please do try again. You can write to us at It Is Written, P.O. Box 6, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37401. We'll mail a free copy to you in North America. It Is Written is a faith-based ministry, and your support makes it possible for us to share God's good news with the world. Your tax-deductible gift can be sent to It Is Written, P.O. Box 6, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37401, or through our website at itiswritten.com. Thank you for your continued prayerful support. That toll-free number again is 800-253-3000, and our web address is itiswritten.com. Dr. Nedley, thanks for joining me today. It's great being here. A lot of people have been tremendously benefited as you've shared, and I'm looking forward actually to hearing back from people who've said, it changed my life. Great. I know we will. Let's pray together. Pray with us, and we'll thank God for his blessing. Father in heaven, we want to experience the abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us. So give us the grace now to allow you to work in us, to will and to do for your good pleasure. Let our brains be yours, live in us, and prepare us for eternity with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
thank you for joining me today. I'm looking forward to seeing you again next time. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You've been listening to It Is Written, presented by Pastor John Bradshaw. Join us again next week at the same time on this station for It Is Written with John Bradshaw. This program was produced by It Is Written, all rights reserved. It Is Written is a faith-based ministry. Thank you for your letters and continued support. For more information, please visit our website, itiswritten.com.